the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Glenn, how are you? I'm good. We have had a very busy weekend. I know. We've had a very busy month. You and I haven't really seen a lot of each other. No. Yesterday we had to finish, we built a chicken coop and then a peacock coop and the run for it. Mm-hmm. And none of that was working for us. Like we kept running into problems. And then we decided we needed rocks inside of the coops. And I mean, we problem solved as everything came up and, you know, they look super nice now and I Hopefully, they're all happy in there. Yeah, I didn't expect that to be a segue into today's episode, but it actually aligns perfectly because we're going to be talking about embracing confidence and decisiveness. And I wanted to share a little bit from Jim Mattis's book. It's called Call Signs. No, it's Call, Call Sign Chaos is the name of the book. And there's a quote here. It says, when you are in command, there are always the next decisions waiting to be made. You don't have to pace back and forth like Hamlet zigzagging one way and the other. You do the best and you live with the consequences. A commander has to compartmentalize his emotions and remain focused on the mission. You must decide, act, and move on. And the reason I pulled that into today's episode is because I I think so many times we get caught up in this loop of indecisiveness that we get stuck. And because we're stuck, we either get too lazy to move forward Or we allow a lot of excuses to sort of perpetuate and then to make it feel like we can't move forward. And something else I found that's similar to what we were just talking about with the peacocks, because you you said yesterday that it took us an entire month to be able to finalize everything. You know, we had to buy the actual run and then assemble that and the sheds and assemble those. And it was time consuming. Mm -hmm. And I think... All of us can agree that there have been times where Ikea furniture is coming to mind for me, where you have something like that, that you know you need to put together and you just put it off and put it off and put it off. But I I think here that what Jim Mattis is talking about is the more that we learn to make decisions, the more that that momentum of decision making continues to grow. And that could be something as simple as our daily routines, or it could be something critical such as what you do for work. We recently saw The Sound of Freedom. It was an incredible movie. I think everybody should see that movie. And I remember sitting there and and thinking to myself, it's, it's as though I'm watching you, Clint. I'm watching what you do for a living. I'm watching the, the turmoil and the way that you're in the midst of people's lives changing when it comes to some of these traumatic incidents that take place. Um, because you you do work in a specialized task force. And I've also paid witness to the way that your decision-making process changes. And we do have fluctuations in this process, I think. And what I mean by that is there are many times where, you know, we'll talk when you're at work and maybe you're in a little bit of a funk and you just don't have that kind of drive or that push to like do something. But then there are other times where you have cases going on and you're you're talking to me like you're on speed times two. Right? <laughs> speed times two as in like the frequency, not like the drug. drug. <laughs> <laughs> 
But what I mean by that is you'll tell me like, I, I did this and then I had to do this and then I have to do this. And, you know, you, you go through the motions of whatever the thing is that you're working on. And it's a perfect example of this because when we start to make those decisions, making the next decision starts to become so much easier for us. But sometimes we need to give ourselves that push or maybe somebody else forces us into that push to be able to start making that first decision to begin with. You know, as you're saying this, it really makes me think of those different instances and kind of the decision-making process when it comes into it. And I, and for me personally, I thrive in craziness, like in, in the work setting, like when I have so much to do and I had to accomplish so much in such a short amount of time, like I continuously always strive to be in that state, it seems like, to where I'm always having to make those decisions and push myself harder and harder. But in those times of lull where it's like a a downtime and you don't have tons going on, I mean, there's work to do, but you don't have like the typical day-to-day craziness going on of having a ongoing cases and writing a grant and doing all this stuff all at the same time, it, you almost kind of like, and I, I was sitting here thinking about it and you almost kind of like, you're like a rudderless ship at that point. Cause you don't have that. It's like, what do I do in this time where I don't have all this stuff going on? Inevitably you end up taking on you, you bite off more than you can chew and then you're back into that craziness again and something ends up lacking one way or the other, but it's, it's knowing that balance for yourself and, and being able to make those decisions. Cause I think when I promoted to detective, you and I had this talk before when I was going through the promotional process is no matter what, like I know the answers to the questions. I know what decisions to make. It's just committing to those decisions. Yeah, and I think it's important to point out, too, that sometimes we have this relentless pursuit of perfection, or maybe we have fear of making mistakes. And I think it's important for us to touch on leadership in that regard, because there are many times in our lives where we might be waiting on other people. And I know that happens to you a lot as a detective, where you are stuck in that moment. And you're waiting on someone else to to do something or to say something. And when it comes to the element of leadership, I think it's important for us to understand that we all have the, the ability to become the leader, even if we're not given the title. And that doesn't mean that you're stepping on somebody's toes. A lot of times that means that you're taking initiative. And that grant was a great example. That was something that was, you proposed that. That was something that you worked on. And you know, without waiting, you drew it up, you know, you, you wrote out the entire thing and there were some pieces that you needed from leadership, some things that were hindering that. But I I think that we put ourselves in a much better position when we make those decisions and we just take it upon ourselves to be assertive and to gain that confidence and then to just let the, the work speak for itself. And you and I are both the types of people where we value and appreciate having done everything that we are supposed to do, even if it's something proactive, like having, you know, that all the grant all packaged up and then everything that you could do is done and it's sitting on somebody else's desk. 
And I think that that is also something that's important when it comes to being able to grow, not only as an employee, um, not only when it comes to our self-individualism, but growing in the sense that it's perpetual and it has this, this side effect where everybody around you might also be able to grow in the process. And I think it's important, like you said, is everybody around you growing within that process. It's sharing your experience with it, asking for their input on it and getting them invested to it, too, because then they're going to be more willing to help you in the future when you need that. You know, it's something like for me, I'm not an expert in everything and I'm by far that expert, but I can rely on people to go to who are experts in those fields and ask for their help or ask for their input. Yeah, I like that you pointed that out because I think sometimes we need to get over our own ego in order to be able to recognize that there's something that is beyond us or maybe that we don't have experience or knowledge with. And if you want to do it the right way, then that requires seeking out the counsel or the help of somebody who does. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean we're only as strong as the people that surround us. And I think it's important, especially in, in our line of work is you have a good base to where you can lean on one another. Yeah. Embracing the call signs. I hope that you yourself are embracing whatever signs are coming to you today, especially as you move forward, not only in your professional life, but in your personal life as well. If you've gotten any value out of today's episode, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.